You're listening to episode 12 of Daughters on Fire. In today's episode, Robin and I are going to talk about all things mom. Your mom, our moms, just motherhood in general. Why, you ask? Well, you got it. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And we want to take our a moment of our podcast to honor the women in our lives who have really shaped us into becoming the people that we are. So join us. Stay tuned as we laugh and share insight and stories about those amazing people we call mom. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right, welcome back. It's Robin and Melissa again for another episode of Is It Normal? But um, I don't know, Robin, maybe we'll diverge a little bit on this one. Last week we talked about, or the last Is It Normal segment was, is it normal for mom to be mean? And we were talking about how sometimes dementia and caregiving can can make... um, somebody turn kind of hostile towards their daughter and I think in light of us coming up to Mother's Day maybe we can take a turn and is it normal for for daughters to be be kind and think well of their mothers (laughs) (laughs) are we supposed to love our mothers (laughs) (laughs) so let's just say it is normal for for women uh, moms and daughters to have complicated relationships, right? Absolutely, it is. And, 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 it, and it's still okay to love them. Yes. <laughs> and and fr- be frustrated all in all It one. is possible to, to have both <laughs> those things going on at the same time. So today, we wanted just to really, to honor our moms and maybe talk about like our um, stories and our shared stories and just remind um, all those caregivers out there that listen to Daughters on Fire uh, remind us to take a moment and and remember these amazing women and and who they were in our lives and who they helped us to become and, and you know kind of step outside of that siloed thinking of you know caregiving 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 dementia frailty you know doom and gloom let's step outside of that right now just talk about our moms how's that okay <laughs> sounds good i Kick think us off um, maria Maria well um, I remember when I was younger there was a sermon at church one time talking about bring them their flowers and we've all heard that bring your flowers before they pass away so I think this is our take on um, bringing our flowers for me a memory and for you to hand them off to your mom but um, I think the funniest thing is everybody thought my mom was so fun and, and so kind and so giving and they would come and they'd say to me oh She's just so cute and wonderful and so fun. And I think, oh, so I sat back for a while and reflected on who my mom was as a person, not necessarily as a mother. And I'm going to take you all the way back to the beginning and talk about um, she and my father fostered many children. They uh, brought girls, I think, they had five or six different foster girls before um, 
my brother and I came on the scene and they opened their homes and took care of these girls. And till the day she died, my mother was still in contact with some of them that they would come back and write and she'd go and visit things like that. So that she had a big heart. Um, my brother and I are both adopted. They actually, uh, she worked at the hospital candy striping at that time. Um, and there was a lady there who uh, had a baby and was not, um, did not want the baby. And he was three days old when he came to live with my parents because they had already been improved. So they raised my brother from the age of three days on up. And then uh, several years later, they had another foster son and then they adopted me. And I just thought that's how everybody came around, that these good people would go to the state and uh, pick a baby and that with a pink bow in their hair. <laughs> and I, I was eight months old um, when I came along and I think I gave them a run for their money. So there, there began the mother daughter relationship. They said I cried for two, two solid weeks, but you have to reflect on what type of people are willing to open their family to um, other children and then and, and raise them as their own then my sister came along at age 16 she lost both of her parents um, and they were friends of my parents from church and they brought my sister in at age 16 and um, raised her as their own now she was never legally adopted but she was there in our family and it was just as if she was adopted or just she was definitely a part of our family but um so that that was her background as far as children i do remember her playing with us my mother would rather be outside than inside so we would play she stopped what she was doing and play badminton or kickball or things like that with all of us um so that was that was fun but as um she got older it never stopped and things that were just part of my life. I can't remember a time in my life when we weren't picking somebody up to take to church with us. We had Effie Fickle. Now, can you imagine Effie a name? Fickle. Effie Fickle. Your mom you and that? all these names. I know. <laughs> They're fantastic. <laughs> so we picked up Effie for years and years and years. And my mom would take her different things. She would take her tissues or anything she was out of. And I just thought that's, that that was life never really thought of that as being somebody extra special till later years and then um she did have a, a bunch of girls who uh were lower income lived on um off the state in specialized section eight housing things like that and my mother would pick them up my brother uh lovingly called them the whack pack as <laughs> and the whack pack would call my mom any time, day and night, and asked for something, and my mom was always there. Always went, always took them to church, always took them to their doctor's appointments, helped them with their taxes, their bank statements. I mean, just was a good person running people around, doing all the things she could do. And those are the things, as a daughter, you think that's part of your life, but you don't really stop and think, wow, what a good person she was. What, how much she gave of her life. And and these these girls that came in the car, they were quite entertaining. Many, many stories could probably go into the Loria Chronicles. But um, the one girl, um, 
sort of neglected herself as far as bathing. So nobody else in the church would take her to church. They wouldn't let her in her car because she wouldn't wash her hair. She smelled. Well, many years, it's been probably 20 years that my mother had lost her sense of smell. So she she was the perfect, the perfect. She was the perfect person for this girl to come in. And so, I mean, she really gave and did as much as she could. Um, Not because anybody forced her to but because she had a good heart. And um, sometimes some of those things were frustrating to me, but the rest of the world looked at her as a very giving and caring person. And you forget that. You forget that when you're doing the battle. And um, we, it, we need to take time and remember that. Remember the good things. Remember the laughing, the playing games, the board games. The, my mom was silly. And uh, when we got, um, my brother got married. That he well, he was engaged. He invited his fiance to dinner at our house, and she still says to this day that was the best time I had. She said we sat at the Sunday table. People were throwing food across the table. People were showing food out of their mouths. They were just <laughs> laughing. And she said, "I've my family never had such a good time." And um, at the at the um, daughter in law's family. Yeah, no, yeah, her her family. She said their family was very strict and very quiet, and um, that was just part of my mom. Those type things didn't bother her. Mm-hmm. She she wasn't pretentious. She just did what was fun, what was silly. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, funny you should say that because you're right. If you if you open up your family to kids that are coming from all different backgrounds and all different needs and then you can't be pretentious. You can't you can't be really strict. You have to kind of have accept them and have love and meet people where they are. And that's what it sounds like what you're saying is your mom was a very open and loving person. She was. And I can see that in you, Robin. I can see that you uh, are living her legacy a lot. Now that you're telling me more about your mom, it makes sense of who you are. You know, because you do the same thing. You're a very open person. Um, your friends are your family, and you have a big heart for a lot of people. And that's that's like your mom. You are your mom's legacy. Oh, well, that was very kind to say. Thank you. Yeah, I believe Just not it. the mean part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think what else is, is that sometimes our families, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the, the lovable, and all of it, is that there, there are families, and they're not always, you know, these politically correct, perfect little package bows, and I love that, too, is that, <laughs> is that um, like you're saying, the, the food across the table, and all of that, and the colorful terms <laughs> your brother came up with, with those <laughs> lovely ladies, um, but that it doesn't, diminish the the love that we all are capable of sharing and having with one another that humans are not polished things <laughs> you know that's true and they never typically fit in the boxes we put them in right right <laughs> or try right. to put them in yeah yeah well so um, share with me about your mom yeah well my mom is still with us 
and may be listening to this podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really just um, butter her up and for something good. No. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and I um, are are very close now. I think with three girls, uh, my sisters and I, I'm the middle child. That should say it all right there. Um, and we were all very close in age. So when my mom had three girls, they were all under the age of three. Oh. So my, my older sister and I are 13 months apart. And then my younger sister is only two and a half years younger. So I guess that's under the age of four. But anyway, um, just a handful. And and during those years, we were moving each, each. So me, we all were born in a different city. So there was not, she was raising three girls as they were transitioning from place to place to place. So uh, that was a lot. And <laughs> I'm sure it was a handful and and I what I what's true now was true then was the best times of our lives were that that just my mom could make us feel loved and cozy like everything when we talk about a domestic diva that was my mom you know and not like like you said not pretentious not like um you know where you couldn't I remember I had a friend Robin and they literally had those plastic um um like oh Floor coverings, <laughs> yes, as you went in, you could not, like, walk on their carpet because you'd get, like, shoe prints on the carpet. They could tell that you'd been walking in the living room. Like, our house wasn't like that. It, <laughs> we had a very lived-in house, but around the holidays, you know, everything, the decorations and the, um, I remember the felt ribbon up the staircase like a candy cane, you know, uh. for that to make it feel like really Christmassy and the, all the amazing, the food and the um, Halloween costumes that my mom made from scratch. There was a, a year where she made um, each one of us. My older sister was the mouse. I was the cat. And my younger sister was a little tiger. And they were like <laughs> literally head to tail. We had like the head um, little caps on that had the ears and then she painted her faces. And then each of the costumes was a full, like, um, you know, jumpsuit type costume. And they all had tails on them. And we loved those so much that we even played dress up in those costumes. And I got to be the cat and the mouse. But my younger sister, she got to be the tiger, the cat, and the mouse. Because <laughs> she got to grow into <laughs> every costume. And um, anyway, just like... I think you were saying your mom seemed to show love through gifts of service. And my mom really showed love through gifts of um, nurturing, you know, like in the home space. Um, when when the house was clean, you know, just it, it was like a loving clean. <laughs> now, like you said, the turbulent years and the teenage years, you know, I felt like the cleaning the house was uh, the bane of my existence and um, and there was tension but that it, it it was normal and it and we weathered it because of the amount of love um, and that we had for each other that we all had for each other and the foundation of love that we were raised on with my mom and my dad which lo luckily they're both still in my life um, but now it's very connected family getting together is very important to my mom um and the grandchildren i can see how that domestic 
diva how she is now with the grandchildren teaching them how to bake and cook and um just fun stuff and anytime i run into an issue i remember when i was in like my 20s and stuff and i would get down like i'd get laid off <laughs> that would make me down <laughs> I, I had some ups and downs where i got laid off every now and then but w i remember being so stressed and worried about the future and my mom uh, took me shopping once um after that and got me like a suit that i could go interview in and stuff you know just kind of like you know you're gonna get through this and help me feel better by let's go shopping together but practically you know like cheer up there's going to be another job out there you need to look good in an interview to, to get that second job that next job so just little things like that um i definitely felt loved by my mom um and we are all really, really close today. And and I can make a, you know, really awesome um, sweet potato casserole for Thanksgiving and deviled eggs and all sorts of things because my mom taught me to. <laughs> In some cases, because she made me as like an eighth grader start cooking and stuff. You know, the, the gifts of being independent and knowing what um, taking care of yourself in your home and stuff looks like. So. I guess that those aspects of my relationship with my mom are what make me feel loved the most. I don't know how she would respond to that. Um, but yeah, that's what I think of when I think of feeling cozy at home makes all the so difference in the world. It's interesting as I listen to you talk because that was the mom I wanted. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted that mom and my mom could not worth anything and mm. she knew it I mean we all matter of fact um, I learned how to cook I guess by reading recipes now my sister could cook like nobody's business but um, I started cooking once a week because she hated it so much I think when I was a teenager um, I was tasked with I had to cook a meal a week um, my brother could cook well no, my brother could peel potatoes, but it was those type <laughs> things. And I thought, oh, I just want that, that warm, cozy, you know, bake you a cookie type thing. But my mom was more of the doer. And now that I look back on that, that was just as important. But at the time, your mom is what I wanted. Now, I think as far as parenting my daughter, I am more of your mom, of the clean home, the cooking, the baking, that type thing, mm -hmm. the making the home cozy. Mm -hmm. versus um, doing the service stuff that my mom did. <laughs> but your job, it's funny you say that well, because your true. job is exactly what your mom did. <laughs> so I guess I have it all. But You have it uh, all. You're so well-rounded. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I just, I love that. I, I love picturing you and your sisters um, in your costumes and um, just that's that's so terrific. I love it. <laughs> that's what we need to do robin um as this podcast comes out we need to post around mother's day um pictures of our childhood like favorite memories of, of like our moms or something <laughs> or halloween <laughs> costumes that could be halloween. there you so go nice. yeah you find yes. those but I, i'm sure we all have these nostalgic memories of um of times we felt loved by our parents and um and for some people, those were much more turbulent times, and it may be that they feel more loved now as frailty softens their their loved one, you know, their mom, and, it, and their relationship changes. How did the, your relationship change with your mom? Did it become 
does she kind of hold on to her fierce independence all the way to the end or where there's was there a time where it eased up <laughs> some for you she held on to it till the end there would be glimmers though there would be glimmers that came through um that she would say she she would argue with me and then she'd say i know you're doing this and thank you so much and she would she would say thank you and she would appreciate it um i think i was so caught up in wanting her to to just hand it all over without fighting her way through that i was frustrated even when she said thank you i never felt like it was enough but now when i look back you know hindsight it's always 2020 when i look back that was her being loving that was her way of saying I know what you're doing, but I'm also being me. I'm also being independent. And so, you know, that's where it clashed. But, um, yeah, she fought me pretty much to the end. <laughs> and, you know, I think a couple times I may have said, will you just do what I ask you to? <laughs> <laughs> what was her response? Do you remember? I'll do what I want to do. It's mm. all good. It doesn't matter. It, 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 I can do it. Um, I do want to share, and this will be my final Luria Chronicle for today, but my we, had, we lived in a house, so there was five of us. We lived in a house with one bathroom. And my sister got married when I was five. So um, essentially, what my memories are that it was the four of us. Well, every time I would take a bath, my brother would come in and dump ice cubes in the bathtub. Mm. And my mother thought that was the funniest thing. And I would scream and he would do every single, I mean, I don't think we missed a time, but those are the memories that I can still see my mom laughing and thinking it's funny of him throwing these ice cubes in the bathtub, but she loved being a prankster and she allowed him to, he did too. She allowed him to be one as well. How has that impacted you now? Do you take a cold shower or something? He's like <laughs> traumatized with. No, they are very hot. And I make I have glass doors now so I can see who's coming at me with an ice cube tray. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like the whole thing of ice cubes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. yeah that would definitely the traumatize me. There's nothing worse than being cold. Either a cold shower or cold bath. There's nothing the worse. Well, and the bathroom door they were old the house was old and it was old lock so all you had to do is twist it even if you'd lock it you twist it and come in and i remember the first time my husband came home as we went back to my parents house as husband and wife he was in the bathroom and he wouldn't let me in so i just turned the knob and went in and he turned and looked at me and he said what in the world i said do you think they really work <laughs> after all these years <laughs> of people busting in and out of the bathroom yeah so. oh my goodness yeah our stories it's it, it's always good to reflect um on those pleasant wonderful memories that make us who we are and make those that we're loving through difficult times who they are and you know right. what they've gone through um and i and, think that helps our caregiving journey if we can mm -hmm. remember the good with the bad and, and it's not always possible or even feasible when you are in the midst of it and you're frustrated, but I do think if we take more time and reflect on the good people, the people they are, not necessarily our mom, but who they are to the rest of the world, who the rest of the world sees when they think of your parents. And that's what we need to remember that they are good people. Yeah. Yeah. 
and this is we're honoring them in the journey the caregiving journeys and um and a lot of the caregivers out there are moms so you know you're you're living the same story through your children and so it and may you're be teaching your way, children yeah maybe a good way to remember that um, what what does it look like on the flip side and how can you better communicate? So maybe this is um, a time around Mother's Day to sit down, if you can, with your mom, with your daughters, and just talk about what you love most about each other and, and, and without a but that follows it. <laughs> but I wish you did this. But I wish you did that. Just talk about that. Like... And even as moms, like asking, I'm wondering if you've asked your daughter, you know, what what is it that I did that makes you feel most loved? Um, if they're even in a good place to, what kind of weird question is that, mom? I can hear like 20-year-olds <laughs> saying that. I, I don't, why are you being so strange? What? <laughs> but if they are, if they can think about it and say it, then that's what we need to share with each other is, um, yeah, what what makes us feel most loved and maybe even as daughters, if your moms are still with you and they're able to ask them um, what makes you feel most loved as, you know, as a parent with, as me, as your caregiver helping to take care of you. So I like that. I like that a lot. Awesome. So let's do that this Mother's Day. And just remember, as Robin said, the amazing people that, that raised us, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, good Thanks seeing you, Robin. Yep, we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life. <laughs>